Coming up next on The Jeff Curley Show, you're going to meet an internationally known physician who is reimagining healthcare. How can you use ChatGPT to improve your health? We'll find out next. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Crilly, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is The Jeff Crilly Show. By now, most of you have heard about ChatGPT. Many college students are using it to write essays for them, and there's lots of questions in the media about whether this is a good thing or a bad thing. But I'm joined by Dr. Harvey Castro. He is a physician, international healthcare consultant and thought leader, and author of so many books. <laughs> we can't even put him on my desk. And he's not now my friend. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Appreciate it. So, uh, you know, you've been watching the media, as I have. Uh, is ChatGPT a good thing or a bad thing? You know, I think it's a good thing. It depends on who's using it and how it's used. Um, I typically tell patients people are using it the wrong way and people are not using it the right way. And so my goal is to kind of educate people how to use it the right way. Okay. So we're going to talk much more about that in a second, but I want you to really get to know Dr. Castro. Here's an overview. My childhood is a very interesting childhood. My mom had me at 16. I remember her getting her GED. We were best friends and she did a really good job just teaching me things that I didn't know I would need as an adult. Growing up in New York City, I was at the time working at a health food store and I got really good at learning everything that was in the building. Every vitamin, every herb. This herb will help you get better at this ailment. This vitamin will help you lose weight. And so I decided if I can do this in alternative medicine, why not learn the science, learn the medicine, become a doctor to do this for more people and do it at a deeper level. One of the things that I appreciate the most was going into the Army. The Army gave me the tools to be a very strong leader, it gave me the tools to understand what pressure was, being exhausted, standing at ease at four in the morning with my eyes closed, about to pass out. But looking back, that was excellent because that made me stronger as a person. I didn't realize how mentally strong I am and physically strong I am. And it really gave me the tools to be able to relate to my patients today. I went into medicine thinking I was going to change the world. And I remember having an administrator sit me down and say, Dr. Castro, you're spending too much time with your patients. You're ordering too many x-rays for your patients. You're ordering too many CTs and you're spending way too much time. And my argument back was that is what is needed for that patient. Some other patients may need more time, some patients need less, but they all need time. And so when the administration kept telling me over and over, Dr. Castro, you need to hurry up, I felt this is not what I signed up for. The system was broken, and the only way to fix the system was to create a new system, and that is Trusted Medical. Trusted Medical Center was our idea of what healthcare should be. Spending time with patients, being compassionate with our patients, getting that trust, making sure that we understand why you're here. 
Trusted Medical Center is making a true difference in healthcare because we're spending time and we're asking the right questions. In healthcare, it's really important to see what's going on on the front end, but it's very important to make sure that we're following up and taking care of them on the back end. Here at Trusted Medical, we do the right thing for every patient, every time. Well, I love what you're doing. One, the, the ability to spend more time with patients because so many physicians, yeah. they got five minutes and it's on to the next patient. Yeah. And then they are too quick to write a prescription. Mm -hmm. uh, but you really want to know kind of what's going on with their mind, body, spirit. Yeah, for sure. And interesting enough, uh, most patients only get 13 minutes at their doctors a year. And so if you think about that, that's 13 minutes to get all your medical information. And in reality, it's less than that because by the time they take your blood pressure, check you in and you wait, and that's actually why I wrote the book, to kind of give patients more power in okay. their healthcare. Okay, we're gonna talk about the book in <laughs> one second. We're gonna scroll down his website because I'm so impressed. Look at all those networks and we're gonna talk more about your television news career in a second. But man, a prolific author, uh, you have AI, you're doing so many things. When, when do you sleep? <laughs> <laughs> I get that a lot. <laughs> I, I love what I do, and I, I have a passion to help patients. I really do. And I'm not actively seeing patients right now, but just being able to help patients gets me excited. So now I'm looking at it more on the digital side. How can I help patients using technology? Okay. It's time to talk about the book. Okay. So, <laughs> so uh, ChatGPT, I'm really impressed that you jumped on this because mm. ChatGPT didn't even come on my radar screen until like two months ago. Yeah. Like you hopped on it, didn't you? I did. And what was funny, I have to share this story. At one point, I wrote over 20 iPhone apps. And when I wrote those apps, is basically I was in the ER coding a patient. The nurse got a textbook, was fiddling through the textbook, finally found the drug and said, okay, we're going to start. And I said, I was holding the first iPhone. And I said, okay, now it's time for me to write an app. And I called it IV Meds and it hit the top 10 apps in the world. And so I was playing with ChatGPT. This is like when the first iPhone came out. And so then I started playing with ChatGPT in December and I thought, oh my gosh, it gave me that aha moment of the iPhone. I said, this is going to be the next wave. Let me write a book. And my wife was like, I don't know what you're talking about, what you're doing, but if you're having fun, go at it. And so I did. And so I started writing the book. I submitted it and it was published on January 5th, which is crazy. Wow. Okay, we've got a little video that we're gonna roll while you're talking about this. What, what do, when you say chat GPT to help people with their health, what does that mean to you? Yeah, honestly, I, as a doctor, we're educators mm -hmm. and a lot of us don't understand medicine. And so my idea was, what if you could tap into a database, which is ChatGPT and ask it personalized questions, meaning I'm a diabetic, I'm 50 years old and I'm allergic to X. Why not put that information into ChatGPT and then let it produce that specific information for you? Most people out there are like, oh, Google does that, but I would challenge you, it won't do the following. Basically, you would jump into ChatGPT and say, I have a patient with diabetes, they need a certain diet. And then ChatGPT would create the diet and then say, I'm allergic to eggs and it will modify it. But then I can say, give me the recipe, give me the next three days worth. And then actually I'm flying to New York next week, give me what restaurants to go to. And it'll give you, even down to the shopping list. Wow. That's unheard of. And I love it. Um, I do know that as a country, we know more about our, how the body works than we ever have before. But yeah. as a nation, we seem to be getting sicker and sicker. Yeah. Why is that? I really think it's all about preventative medicine. And I really think if we can learn more about education of healthcare and raise that level, then we're more apt to do the things that we didn't know we shouldn't be doing. Obviously, simple stuff is sleeping, eating right. But if you know what to eat and how to eat and what time to eat and what order to eat, that changes your prediabetes. That may change your health. 
And that information is in, it's, it's able to be allowed through ChatGPT. Absolutely. And if you recognize Dr. Castro, it's because he's been in your living room for years. We got a little clip here. This is NBC5, and I think you were interviewed um, you know, one year into COVID at this point. Uh, what does it feel like to be such a, uh, you know, a thought leader in, in television? You know, honestly, I feel blessed. Uh, when I get a call from the news station saying, hey, we need you real quick. Can you educate us on COVID? Or this just broke out. Help us. I, I feel honored that I can help the masses and help people on the education side of things. It's just an honor. And uh, you, you speak Spanish, and so you did a lot of Telemundo and Univision, I know for sure. How many appearances? Uh, what's your record for most appearances in a single year? Uh, I want to say it was about 110 uh, live interviews, which was crazy. That's amazing. I mean, did, <laughs> how, how did you find time to have, have a practice? You were like a television doctor. Yeah, it was funny. I got used to the hours, and I kind of knew what time, and I got to the point where I, I had a setup in my office that I would just walk away, and I had lighting, everything special, and I did it on my phone. No, so. well, and I love it that you're uh, you're an educator at heart. You're obviously yeah. a very talented physician, but not all physicians have the time or desire to educate their patients on what's going on, and and that's why I think there's way too many physicians who are too quick to write a prescription. Yeah. Let's talk about the danger of prescription medicine, especially when uh, many of these things are interacting with each other. You know, unfortunately, the truth is we have a lot of patients and patients are, they want that pill. I'll give you a quick example. Uh, we can have a child come in with a common cold, but the parents will push that we need to give an antibiotic and the doctors know that antibiotics not gonna work. And so it's quicker for them to just write this pre prescription than to talk to the patient and educate them. And that's a big fault in our system. And I worry for our patients because like you said, all these drugs interact with each other. And obviously sometimes I have patients come in and I literally start taking them off certain medicines and all of a sudden they're better because they just had so many different drugs on them that they were sick. And, and often uh, the doctor is not familiar with all of the things that they're taking, especially if they're, if they're doctor shopping and they're yeah. going around to different physicians. And so uh, a doctor could inadvertently be giving them a cocktail that is making yeah. them sicker. Yeah. Yeah. And what's interesting is with your weight loss and your age, you know, someone that's in their 40s versus someone that's in their 60s, they really need that medicine adjusted. And sometimes patients stop going to the doctor and then they stay on certain medicine and maybe they lost 20 pounds and maybe the whole game has changed now. And now that medicine shouldn't apply. Well, I think the timing of your, your latest book uh, couldn't, uh, you know, be more appropriate because I think as a nation, not only are we, are we uh, sick and tired of being sick and tired, we're stressed out. Uh, we have lack of sleep, we're over-caffeinated, yeah. we're drinking too much. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're self-medicating during the pandemic. I mean, there's yeah. just a myriad of issues that we're facing. It's sad, and it's true. Um, I know that it's all about balance, and unfortunately in America, it's go, 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 and quick satisfaction, and we get all these push notifications and get distracted, and it's about going harder and faster. And I think a lot of times it's just slowing down, going back to the basics, getting good food, good sleep, and I think your uh, patient improvement, as far as your health, will improve. Absolutely. We've only got a couple of minutes left. Uh, yeah, this is your chance to give a sermon. What do you want to say to the person at home watching who says, man, you're talking to me. I'm, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Honestly, just take time with your doctor. If your doctor's not giving you the time, then find a doctor that will give you that time. I believe in functional medicine. There's a lot of doctors out there that will set time aside. Instead of that 10, 15 minutes, will actually give you an hour. And I think that's important. 
And the other thing I always tell people is you never know, as an ER doctor, you never know when your last day is. So love each day, love your uh, patients, love your people around you, your family, and, and be grateful. Outstanding. That's a great way to end this segment. Thank you so much, Dr. Castro. We're going to end with the website, which is harveycastromd.info. The great Dr. Harvey Castro, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thank you so much. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.